Hi, and welcome to the Apprentice Factory Kyabum District League Show. This is a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening around the Kyabum District League. This show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout winter and is hosted by Jason Welsh and Sam Saracino on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. So let's have a listen and see what they have got up to this week. 1FM 98.5 live and local sports sees us in the KDL show with the publicity officer Sam Saracino. Of course, we thanks to the Apprentice Factory on your Saturday morning. And Sam, a historic weekend in the KDL. Of course, the league formed in the early 1930s. First time we got a top eight in Operation Elimination final weekend. Yeah, very interesting stats here. It's uh, going to be exciting. Obviously, at the start of the season, our clubs endorsed the top eight. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out today, of course, at Nagambi, uh, and, of course, tomorrow at Lancaster. Um, I'm hoping they're going to be good games of uh, football and netball, um, but it'll be intriguing to see how it plays out. And then I guess moving forward, uh, whether they retain the top eight or go back to the top six, depending on how this weekend goes, I guess, Statsy. Do you know what? I thought it worked really well, the intrigue of it. I thought in the... How do you say it? Procrastinations. I think I got that correctly. I am from um, uh, the North End of Shepparton, and so I do struggle with the Queen's English. But I love the way it sort of, you know, the calculations heading into it. Who was going to make it? Who wasn't? Kept sides alive. The only thing I would say is probably if I could go back in a time tunnel, if I was on the KDL board, I might have made it a wild card weekend instead of a top eight. But anyway, I think it worked really well, a top eight. Yeah, it does. And um, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It was good because it kept everyone alive till round 16. We didn't know until five o'clock uh, on Saturday, obviously, as it worked out in the netball, because Murchison obviously won and it gave them a bit of a leg up in terms of the percentage advantage they had over Gagari, who was playing on Sunday. Now, Gagari obviously won on Sunday, but, yeah, still fell short um, by a significant amount of percentage, uh, which allowed Merch. And ov- and the other one was that Avenal beat Violetown in the A-grade netball, which meant that, you know, you had uh, three sides finish on the same amount of points, and obviously Murchison uh, qualified uh, through virtue of having the best percentage. And then, of course... Um, with everything going according to plan for Gagari on Saturday, all I had to do was win, and they qualified for the uh, football finals. For the very first time, you were right, Statsy, since 2001, that they're going to play in a final series. Really exciting for the football club. And, and today we've got their vice president, Brendan Nicholson, who's going to be part of our pregame. It's, I'm really excited to be chatting to Nico. He's um, been through the ringer with that football netball club and it's great to have him on air today um, because he obviously has been the president up until this year for a long time. Um, so it's going to be really great to be chatting to him in the pre-game today from just after 1.30 we go to air. Statsy, or at 1.30 we go to air and Brendan will join us just before 20 to 2 um, with uh, Paul Chicarico who's obviously the host, uh, Jackson Saunders, uh, myself and obviously BR will be the boundary rider. So really looking forward to today's game at the Gambia. And then, of course, tomorrow, I know that you're heading across to Lancaster with JW. and the To Pont- Lank Park. Lank Park and the Pontiff and obviously uh, Roaming Brownie, Nick Brownie. Uh, Nick Brown, should I say, uh, is going to be there tomorrow. So, yeah, re- really excited. But I guess today is uh, all roads lead to the Gambia after, obviously, the... Um, I guess the club, uh, as in Longwood, who was due to host 
worked with um, both Nagambi and the KDL executive to make the call on Thursday to move that uh, away from Longwood to Nagambi. And I believe Longwood's doing all the catering today at Nagambi, I do believe. Yeah, they are. And I saw a really nice uh, social media post uh, from the Longwood Football Netball Club in terms of the help they got from, uh, I reckon it was Jacob Lloyd, Barry Cryer and uh, a few others from Nagambi as they were moving in yesterday to uh, prepare for today, which has already commenced, as we know, Statsy, the uh, netball junior uh, grades of netball have commenced and um, football hasn't quite started and it'll be a little bit, oh, well, it might have actually with the under-13s, of course, but I know that there's um, no thirds today because um, Andira, unfortunately, has not got enough players due to unavailabilities through COVID. So that, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, so my understanding from what BR was telling me during the week is that uh, Gagari will move through to the next um, uh, round of finals. They were the side that they were going to confront. So it was going to be 5v8, Gagari 5, under 8. So unfortunately, under won't be able to take the park in the under-18s today, therefore meaning Gagari will move through. Interesting times today, of course. So Shepard and East take on Gagari, fifth versus eight. That's where they qualified in the home and away. Now, what have I told you, Sammy? I went through the sporting pulse records that date back to 2009. Gagari haven't won in that period at Nagambi. Wow. Yeah, so nine times since 2009, they've been to Nagambi and they've lost. Now, that doesn't include practice games. I must point out, so I don't know if they've ever played a practice game at Nagambi in that time. Uh, but, yeah, I went through the Sporting Pulse history, and that dates back, like I said, to 2009. They haven't had a win since then. So they've got to create history a bit again today, uh, like they did last week. As for Shepparton and East, since re-entering the competition in 2019, they've only played at Nagambi once, and that was this year. And, of course, they went down in a massive fashion and then they reversed the result at Central Park last week. But uh, so both sides, you know, well, Shepparton and East obviously haven't been in the KDL since the 1960s. Um, and now they're back. And then Gagari, one club will go away with a victory. Shepparton and East probably for the first time, unless they've played a practice match at Nagambi, which I don't know but take practice matches out of it. I'm talking about premiership seasons. And, uh, yeah, so interesting times. Yeah, it is. Um, and when you look at last week, I went out to um, Central Park, Shepherd and East. And, I, I, look, I expected Shepherd East to win, but I was certainly uh, gobsmacked by the final margin. Given the Gambies' form heading into the game, they'd uh, come, on, come into the game off the back of five successive victories. A couple of really good wins in there, of course. Um, and, and, and they were playing for finals. Every week for them was very much an elimination final. They beat Shepard and East by 89 points. Uh, they got over um, Avenal by three points. Uh, they beat Merrigan, which probably confirmed their spot in the top eight a um, couple of weeks out from the finals. And then... Yeah, put in a stinker last week. I, I'm not sure that was very un-Nagambi-like. Um, and it'll be intriguing to see um, the young boy Biggs, uh, Nolan, and uh, I think one of the Laveri boys um, were on the bench uh, at the end of the day. Um, I reckon two of those three will probably struggle to get up for tomorrow. Um, Laveri did a hamstring 
Biggs, I think, copped a, a heavy knock, so I'm not sure what happened to him. Didn't see him very much after uh, early on in the first quarter. Mark Nolan, one of their gun defenders, premiership player, of course, um, spent, uh, spent the uh, end of that game on the bench. He came off late in the last quarter and looked to be just really struggling. I'm, I'm not sure whether it was a leg injury or what it was, but I know that he generally plays back and they pushed him forward just so that he could um, you know, be that extra number or rotation. But in the end... Yeah, when they saw that the game was done and dusted, they decided to take him off. Shep Beast, I've seen Shep Beast a few times, including when they played Gagari early in the season, which was a really nice autumn day um, and a high-scoring game. And Gagari went with them uh, for most of the game. It's just a couple of lapses that end up costing them the the game by 37 points. I reckon it was... 21-11 21-11 that day to 15-9-99. Um, so Gagari nearly... You're right. Gagari nearly uh, scored 100 points that day. Um, so that, for me, was probably one of the positives for them. In fact, since Shepman and East have re-entered the competition in 2019, they met three times, and Shepman and East are leading that uh, record three-zip at this stage. Yeah, and look, it, it's going to take a big ass for Gagari today. Um, Statsy, I, I just reckon they've just been going, Gagari. I mean, I think you and I chatted during the week on Thursday, uh, Statsy, um, and, and we noticed that Shep East have had five wins against teams inside the top eight, and Gagari have only had the, the one win, which was a very important win, of course, when they beat Nagambi by a point, which has probably helped them qualify. They haven't beaten anyone else in the top eight. That said, though, they have been really, really competitive against... Most of the sides in the top eight, when they have played, they haven't had those, you know, heavy defeats, which is probably something that we've been accustomed to in the past with Gagari when they've probably been middle of the road sort of side. They've really struggled against the, the, the top echelon sides. I think the one side that probably got got the, got the handle uh, got a handle on them and uh, I reckon was Avenal. Um, but outside that, yeah, they've been really competitive in those lo- losses to those other top eight sides. The start's going to be crucial today. Doesn't look like it's going to rain anymore, um, particularly this afternoon. And I know that it didn't rain yesterday. Yeah, the, the rain end. is clearing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it, hopefully the ground is. It's probably going to be a little soft underfoot because I know that Nagambi did get a fair bit of rain. Looked on in Thursday. beautiful condition yesterday, Nagambi yeah. wreck. Do you know if they'd uh, managed to get a mower over it? Uh, that's not sure to be honest. Yeah, because. With the change coming so late, I'm not sure whether the Strathbogie Shire would have had a chance to get a mower on it, which would have had to have been Friday because the decision to move the game came obviously on Thursday. Uh, wouldn't have allowed the Strathbogie Shire to obviously program a mow for it. So I'm hoping they got there yesterday um, to mow it. But look, that said, you're going to have 18 on 18 and you know you're going to have four quarters and 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 you're going to have to play well and and for me as i said statsy i think the start is going to be important for gagaria they just cannot afford to get too far behind it's one thing i noticed i went last week and i watched a little bit of the a grade netball between Sheppard and the Gambia. it was 1v2 and i thought oh I'll go and have a look and get some notes for my uh preview the following week and and it started slightly earlier therefore meant that when it finished, the uh, the seniors had already started. When I'd gone over to have a look at the senior game, Sheppies were already six goals, three to one behind. It was bar bunky already, game over. So that is a real concern for me, for Gagari. They just cannot afford to allow Sheppies to get off to a fly. And I reckon in those six goals, Dem Baroli had three of his five goals in the first quarter. So they've really got to be on their game early and particularly 
in and around that midfield because Sheppard's midfield is very strong. That said, they've had um, Shannon Campbell and Adam Fisherer drop out, so it's yep. a couple of important couple of important outs. They weren't they were fifty fifty, um, and they didn't want to risk them. Obviously, uh, it's you know because if they risk them today, it could have hurt them. So coming back into the side, though, is Zach Groombridge, which is another midfielder. So like for like for one of them. And I noticed that Dizzy Gillespie is back after kicking eight goals in the reserves. He's obviously been named down back, which allows him that little bit of flexibility. If Dizzy can stand up down back, I'm assuming he's going to get first crack at Cupido, who obviously, um, congratulations. Yeah, yeah I was about to say that. Yep. To Damien Cupido, who kicked 14-8 uh, last week out of a possible 17-8 team. And to, to Jack Axel as yeah, well. Yeah, Jack Axel, great as well. We were, I would have touched on him when we do the uh, Violet Town Nagambi game. So he'll probably get first crack, which then allows Tommy Campbell to go down forward. So that really is a, a worry for me for Gagari, because it now means that you've got five, Tommy Campbell, probably Dwayne Houston, uh, Senny Ismet, you know, the midfielders get forward and kick goals. So for me, that's probably going to be the challenge for Gagari is how do they kick a winning score if Cupido is held to, say, four or five goals? It then means that Clark and Butler need to certainly chip in with multiples and probably their midfields need to creep forward because I think today, unless Gagari can get 100 points, they're not winning. I can see Shep East getting 100 points. Statsy, how do you see it? Well, when you look at it, Shepard and East finished fifth, but they're ranked one in offence. For the season. They're the only side as a collective to kick over 2,000 points for the season. They had a myriad of goal kickers last night. I think they had a nine spread across the board. And this is where they're so lethal, Shepherd and East. They don't rely on the one person to kick goals. Gagari, on the other hand, as great as Damien Cupido is, and of course we all know about his AFL career and everything, it's sort of it's a bit one-dimensional in a way. And the Shepherd and East have got, just got threats everywhere. In the midfield, up forward. This is where they're very dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've probably got seven or eight goals, that can, uh, seven or eight guys who can combine to be able to kick those 100 points. For me, you know, um, as we said, Clark and Butler have kicked some goals for Gagari this year, but Cupido's kicked 101 of those goals. And, and that's the worry for me, is that they just don't have enough guys to um, kick a winning score for me. So I think Shep East wins today. They finished fifth for a reason. They finished actually equal third, to be honest, when you look at it, and um, finished fifth on percentage uh, after Stanhope uh, leapfrogged them after their massive win against Taligarupner. Um So I, I think they uh, win and move through to week three of the finals because obviously week two is going to be the qualifying finals. Statsy, who do you think wins? I look. I have to give it to Shepard and East based on look. And I wasn't there last week. I, I must admit, I was at the Mansfield Recreation Reserve for Maroopna Mansfield doing my duties for Maroopna. Jumped in the car and heard you boys uh, at about four thirty in the afternoon. Picked it up quite fine in Mansfield, by the way, which that surprised me. But um, when you said the scores, I nearly crashed the car in the Mount Buller. I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe the separation. Now I thought Shepard and East would probably win at Central Park, but Nagambi, the way they've been going in the second half of the year, and what they did to Shepherd and East on their home deck only a month prior, I just couldn't believe the separation in the scores. Yeah, that that's probably what um, surprised me at the end of the day as well, is, you know, just one of those ones where it was an un-Nagambi-like performance. Now, you know, and, and to be fair, Shepherd's probably played their best game uh, as I said, I've seen them a few times, and that's definitely the best they've played. So, yeah, I, I think they win. 
and move to week three. And as you say, you're going with them as well. Statsy, maybe we, we have a look at the second game, which yep. is tomorrow's before we go to a break and we do the two netball games. No worries. So it's Wallet Town, the Gamby. It's at Lank Park. And, of course, the call team tomorrow is Jason Welch. Um, now, I believe that we will have the Pontiff, of course, Jackson Saunders, myself, in special comments. And I believe we've got Nick Brown on the boundary as well. That'll be from 2 o'clock tomorrow. The game today's at 1.30 onwards today. With the first bounce just around quarter past two today, of course. So... Yeah, great game this one, Violetown and the Gamby. Obviously, the Gamby have earned the right to play finals. Violetown's had a pretty good season. Um, had some good wins against uh, teams inside the top eight, which will give them plenty of confidence. They beat the Gamby, I reckon, by 21 points in their earlier meeting. I reckon it was 17-8, 110, to 13-11, 89, uh, when they last played. So 21 points. That's it was, correct. It was a fair while ago. Um, that they played. Round seven. Yeah, I thought it was uh, in the first half of the season. And I do recall that I think Excel and Mellington had um, pretty good days uh, for Volatown that day. And it was during a purple patch where I reckon Volatown might have got merch in that period too, which was a good win. They were on a bit of a roll at that time. And look, they've had a pretty good season, I think, Volatown. And, and as you said, Statsy, they could have easily gone 6-3 against teams in the top eight. They lost to Lancaster by five points and lost to Shep East by three points. So they went 4-5, including that win against Ngambi. When you look at Ngambi, their record against top eight sides, they've lost to Gagari, lost to Violet Town, um, lost to Lancaster, um, lost to Merch, and lost to Stanhope. They've obviously beaten Shep East and Avenal, Ngambi. So, you know, two really good scalps, and recently they beat them. So they know that they're capable on their day. But what surprised me last week was just um, the the margin number one, and just the 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 uh, the way Shep East dismantled them, and, and very early. So time you are is going to be very um, you know uh, brutal with his team in terms of the review, I, I imagine, and, and he'll be imploring his players to be switched on from the first bounce because to me um, the midfield battle is going to be important because if the uh, Brazil boys and, and uh, Moa, which is Matt McCarty and Shawnee Horsburgh and a few of these others that run through the midfield um, can get, you know, the ball to uh, Mellington and Exel. I have great fears that um, Nagambi will not be able to stop them. So my worry is, can Nagambi kick 100 points? Probably not. Can Violetown kick 100 points? Yes. So that's why I'm probably leaning... Towards Town tomorrow, Statsy. Which way are you looking? If they do win tomorrow, it'll be their first win since 2017, five years ago at Lankrec. And uh, Nagambi uh, last won there round 14, 2019. So uh, both sides have had sort of... Well, they don't get to travel to Lank Park, to be fair, that often. Look, the record since 2017 where these two sides met in the grand final. So 2017 where they met four times. Interesting that season that... Uh, I believe that Violet Town got them in the home and away both times. And then in the finals, uh, Nagambi reversed it going on to win the grand final in 2017, of course, against Violet Town. Yeah, spot on, Statsy. I reckon one of those uh, two games they got them in the home and away, we went across there to do the broadcast game thinking it was going to be a cracking game. And Nagambi, I think, for memory, rested a few guys. 
And it was so one-sided. I reckon Violetown won by over 100 points. And it was very late in the season. It was over at Violetown, so you are spot on. They did get them in the home and away twice. And then the Gambia, as we know, so finals hardened that they are. And uh, having won so many big games uh, during final series and then obviously four premierships, of course. But I, I just reckon, you know, they've, they've still got Nolan, Wilson, Muir, um, uh, Daniel Haysom, obviously. So they've still got the nucleus of some of those guys that helped them win those flags. But then they've got a very young group. You know, they've obviously got the Fodergills who have played in premierships, Biggs. So got some guys still that were part of those premiership uh, teams, uh, Statsy, yep. in 17 and 19, of yep. course. But then they've got a lot of young kids. Last week, I noticed they had four kids still eligible for under-18s take the field. And then in total, I reckon they had 10 players under the age of 21. You're right. I was going through the sporting pole sides and the premiership side from 2019 and going backwards. It is starting to thin. Yes, it is. Definitely, Statsy. And I reckon, you know, as I said, there's probably only... Seven or eight, which we've mentioned. And then, as I said, there's a few others. They've got a very young group, so yep. that's the other thing. There's a, 10 players under the age of 21. And one of those ones that really impressed me last week is Jonathan Moore. Tom Ewell started him forward last week. I reckon he needs to start him in the middle tomorrow uh, to ensure that they get first use of the ball. But, look, to me, I think that uh, Violetown is a bit more seasoned. They've got Timmy Ross, uh, you know, Tom Saker down back, Nicky, uh, I think it's one of the Abley boys. I'm not sure whether it's Nathan or Nick I playing. think Nathan's Nathan playing. playing. Nick's not playing. Nick's not playing at the moment. You know, I just think they've got, you know, uh, uh, Jet Buick and then they've got Ryan Sutherland. They're, they're just a bit more seasoned and a bit more experienced. So I think that uh, Violetown win tomorrow, Statsy. Yeah, look, the record, the last eight times they met in the Gamby, five, Violetown, three. I don't know what you're going to get with Nagambi. Like, they lost their first four of the season. And, look, they only just went down to Avenal by a goal in that period. That was back in round one. Then they turned around and obviously defeated Avenal later on in the season. And they beat Shepherd and East as well. And uh, then Shepherd and East did what they did. I don't know what to make in Nagambi. I just don't know. They could do anything tomorrow. Like I said off air, they could win by 10 goals. They could lose by 10 goals. They could get lost going to the ground. I don't know. Nagambi, yeah, I just don't know. It's interesting. Um, you know, as you said, they've had a really good second half of the season because they've had to get on the horse and get those wins to qualify. So they've the form is there. And that I want, we're going to know tomorrow, Statsy, I reckon at about quarter to three, if last week was an aberration or whether... Uh, and a one-off, or whether we're going to see it again? Well, I trust Violet Town's form a little more than I do uh, Gagari's. Violet Town, uh, I believe, have got, uh, even though they've only beaten four sides inside the top eight this season out of nine tries, uh, two of them were by less than a goal that they got beat by. They could have been six and three inside the top eight with uh, sides they played with a bit more luck. Yeah, and they probably got a little bit of that luck last week, obviously uh, winning after the siren with a double 50-metre penalty. Um, so, that you know, they were 16 points down with five minutes to go and then managed to kick three goals, including the winning goal, which uh, was one of the Brazzle boys. I reckon it was Nick Brazzle that kicked the winning goal after the siren from about 10 metres out. So, yeah, look, they've had a bit of luck in, in winning some of those close games and then obviously, you know, some of them haven't fell their way. But I trust their form. I'm with you. I'm going for Violetown. So that's... That's for me, I reckon, Statsy, Violetown. I've just got to on the form. What we might do, Sam, go to a sponsor's break, and let's have a look at this big netball action coming up across the course of the weekend. KDL Show, Elimination Final Weekend. 
The Shepparton Golf Club is regional golf's hidden gem. Right around your doorstep on the banks of the beautiful Goulburn River. With over a century of proud history, the Shepparton Golf Club features regularly in Australia's top 100 courses and is found in superb condition all year round. With first-class dining, entertainment and on-course accommodation, the Shepparton Golf Club provides its members and guests a prestige golfing, entertainment and dining experience that is rich in culture with a warm, welcoming country vibe. For more information on membership, restaurant and event calendar, visit shepherdandgolf.net.au and view our offering. Or call us anytime on 5821-2717. 1FM Sponsor. SDP Tax have been your trusted local accounting firm and have been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax reductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 346 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 346 829 or visit www.sdptax.com. 1FM sponsor. Welcome back to the KDL Show here at 1FM 98.5 Live and Local. Elimination final weekend. We're going to turn our attention now to A-grade netball where Violet Town in fifth take on Murchison to Lamber. This is at Nagambi today. Uh, ranked fifth in offence, Violet Town in the home and away. Ranked seventh in defence and Murchison to Lamber ranked eighth in both off and D. Congratulations to Merch. Obviously, a bit of news floating around uh, to uh, Statsy with everything. Colby Wild is going to coach Violet Town's A-grade side next year, so that was announced during the week, so congratulations to her. This is going to be a really good game. When these two teams played early in the season, there's only one goal that separated them. Merch has done some really good work in the last month, probably won, I think, three of their last four to be able to qualify, so they've got a fair bit of momentum under Shah Milne, uh, who's coaching them. And I, I, I do like them. Violet Town's form has been a little bit patchy. They've, I reckon, lost their last two leading into finals. So that worries me. They lost to Shep East and then obviously lost on the weekend to Avenal. Um, so they need to find that mojo that uh, had them, you know, qualify for the finals where they were quite consistent in the early part of the season. Um, they probably haven't had that consistency in the back half where Merch do. Uh, and that's what I'm leaning towards is the fact that they've got momentum. I'm going to go for Merch in a little bit of an upset, Statsy. Yeah, it was an absolute uh, cracker earlier on in the season, wasn't it? So One goal yeah, of difference. Yeah, so look, I'm I'm going to trust in uh, the way the rankings go with the McIntyre system. Five should beat eight, and I'm going to say that Violet Town will beat Merch to Lambert today. All right, and the second Elimination final tomorrow should be a really good contest between Merrigan, 6th, and Stanhope, 7th. I'll get you to read the stats on this one before I give you a bit of a rundown. Yeah, well, Merrigan are ranked 8th in offence, uh, finishing 6th this season. They're ranked 5th in defence, which is really high for a 6th placing. Uh, Stanhope are ranked 10th, believe it or not, in offence. That's um, not great uh, for a top 8 side and ranked 6th in defence. Yeah, so both of them rank pretty highly in defence, Statsy. They've both yep. played twice, and both these games have gone in the favour of Stanhope, including the most recent one, which was about four goals of difference. Merrigan's got a couple of injuries, so they're going to have to call on a couple of their younger girls to come up and step up. Stanhope's a very young side, um, 
And I don't think much will separate these sides. The fact that they've won twice probably gives them that little bit of an edge. But I think I'm going to just go with Merrigan, who's had a little bit more finals experience with some of the girls that are playing. They've still got three or four really good experienced girls that have been able to take Merrigan up the table in the last few years. So I'm just going to go with Merrigan, even though they haven't beaten Stanhope this year. I'm going to go with Merrigan too, only because 10th offensively worries me for Stanhope. Yeah, uh, and, and and when you look at on the flip side, um, Merrigan's offense has been not too bad, um, not great either, but defense, they've been good, slightly better than Stanhope. So it, it, it might come down to the battle of the defenses, uh, Statsy, and, and the one that can make the least amount of mistakes, take their opportunities when they've got the center pass and put the score on the board and, um, you know, be in front at the final whistle, which I think it probably just leans towards Merrigan for me. Yeah, well, it's like you said, a 2-0 record to Stanhope, but uh, back in round 14, Stanhope won by three goals and they won by six goals in round one. So the separation is getting uh, smaller between the two clubs. Certainly is. And uh, just before we go to the uh, new Statsy, obviously today at Nagambi, uh, 5v8 in all games, of course, and 1FM will be there. Uh, broadcasting from 1.30 will go to air and obviously tomorrow's uh, broadcast will go to air at 2pm. No worries, Sam. We'll do it all again next week. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.